Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is John Keeley, and this is the podcast extension for ROI Show 512. Our noted guest for today's show is Dr. Chris Stringer, research leader in human origins at the British Natural History Museum, who will be talking with us about the topic, why did modern humans take so long to settle in Europe? Uh, the history buffs for today's show are Ed Broders and Rick Sweet. Ed, why don't you start us off? Thanks, John. Chris, you've talked about the movement of uh, Neanderthal genetics into humans, uh, and that was a one-way street. My knowledge of animals, as far as different species being able to interbreed, is my knowledge is limited to horses and donkeys, where you get mules, but those offspring are always sterile. So what was different with Neanderthals and humans? Because obviously... The yeah. offspring were, were fertile. Yes, that's a, that's a good point. So, of course, I call the Neanderthals a distinct species, and yet we know there was interbreeding between us and the Neanderthals. So this brings up this tricky issue of you know, what species concepts are. And, of course, we create species concepts. Humans do. Nature doesn't always play along with them. And, and the fact is that it takes, for mammals and birds, it may take more than a million, even two million years for reproductive isolation to develop between them. Now, we and Neanderthals have been separate for maybe 600,000 years. And so interbreeding was still possible. And clearly, in some cases, at least, it must have been fertile, as you say, or we wouldn't have that Neanderthal DNA today. So we're more like brown bears and polar bears or jackals and wolves or some of the species of baboons that we find in Africa. They look different from each other. Um, and they can be distinguished genetically, but they're still capable of some interbreeding, and that's what happened. Um, the interesting thing, as I mentioned, is that it seems to, at least near the end of Neanderthal time, it seemed to be going one way, the interbreeding, um, from Neanderthals into Homo sapiens, and then those babies were being brought up in the Homo sapiens groups. We don't find, at the moment, evidence of it in that time period going the other way, and that may be because... It didn't go the other way, or it may be that uh, the interbreedings were not so successful um, when it was Homo sapiens DNA going into the Neanderthal groups and being brought up within the Neanderthal groups. So there's a lot we don't understand here, uh, but certainly I think that the interbreeding clearly we were not different enough that the interbreeding didn't happen. And how did it happen? We don't know again. Was it friendly? Was it hostile? Was it kidnapping of females, for example, which can happen in some hunter-gatherer groups, can happen in chimpanzees, for example. Uh, a small group of males runs out of females and they will steal some from a neighbouring group. Maybe that's how it happened in some cases. We really don't know. Rick. Chris, in your research, uh, you've uh, uh, looked at the Homo sapiens moving into Europe and then being pushed out and then move in and push out. How far did the Homo sapiens originally uh, get moving into Europe uh, uh, before they were uh, uh, pushed out? How far north did they, they go? Yeah, so as far as we know at the moment, these occupations were mainly in the south. So I mentioned Greece, um, this site of Epidema over 200,000 years ago that seems to have a Homo sapiens fossil. I mentioned the Rhone Valley uh, in southern France about 54,000 years ago. So these are southern European occupations where the climates would have been relatively mild. Um, 
there is some occupation. There's an industry called the Bochnitsian, which is known in Central Europe, um, um, and it's not known for sure who made it. It's possible Homo sapiens made that industry, and it could be maybe 47,000 years old. Um, and that's in a colder environment, but still not extreme cold. So I think to begin with, these Homo sapiens penetrations were when it was relatively warm and in the warmer parts of Europe. No evidence at this early stage that they really penetrated the cold areas. But after 45,000, yes, we find Homo sapiens actually spreading and persisting even under some cold conditions. We would like to thank our noted guests for the 512th show, Dr. Chris Stringer, research leader in human origins at the British Natural History Museum, who talked with us about the topic, why did modern humans take so long to settle in Europe? The History Buffs for today's show were Ed Broders and Rick Sweet. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. Friday nights on KALA or on the web at tunein.com. If you're looking for older shows, you can find them at soundcloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon and scroll down, and you'll find nearly a decade of ROI shows. You can also find ROI on your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.